Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to think about this guy anymore. I don't want to talk about this guy anymore. So let's just get this thing done. Like, okay. Roy Moore. What a tool. Okay, anyway. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. And with that, here we go. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Oh, I can't even keep a straight face with this guy. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, I can't, I, can't, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this guy. Okay, here we go. All right, forget it. i gotta, I got to contain myself here for a second. Here we go. All right. Oh, <laughs> All right I'm sorry. Here we go. Take, take seven. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump Podcast. Steve Cypress here, along with the one, the only, the hugest, believe me, unbelievable guy. I fully endorse him to the fullest. No matter what, no matter what anyone thinks and however many people are against me, I throw all my support behind Mr. Everett Farnell. Huh? What? What? Huh? I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, a 16-year-old girl just walked by <laughs> Wow. Ah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> yeah, a 16-year-old girl, but if she was a lesbian, you'd have to kill her. Throw <laughs> <laughs> in jail. Throw her in jail. That should be illegal. <laughs> If, if just walking by, if you're homosexual, should be illegal. But dating them, oh yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that okay. at all. <laughs> if they're not homosexual, then dating them is. I don't see any problem with that. But if they're homosexual, they got to be thrown in jail. Don't you understand, <laughs> Everett? Jail. Don't you don't you understand? That's what the Bible says. That's what the that's what I, and, I'm, and 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 we weren't going to record the podcast this week because we're waiting for God to give us the word that we should record the podcast. <laughs> it's not a matter of that's the way it goes and it's time to record the podcast. Like, no, I'm just going to come out and make some cockamamie statement of like, yeah, well, but God hasn't told, given me a sign yet that I'm supposed to record the podcast. And you understand that I'm such a God-fearing man that, oh, wait a minute, there's a 14-year-old girl. I'll be right back. Ooh, look at her. (laughs) Stop it. I mean, I promised myself that the minute this election ended, and thankfully this guy lost this Roy Moore character, I would never have to think or talk about him again. And then we're about to record this week's Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. And lo and behold, you say, I want to talk about that. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no. Can we get done with this? 
So here is this guy. Well, and the thing is, it's a lesson learned from Donald Trump podcast. So the point is, it's not just about this despicable creature that actually came within several thousand votes, unbelievably, to actually be a sitting United States Senate. I mean, it's just so hard to believe. But this is not the lessons learned from a creepy pedophile uh, podcast. This is the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. And this week we're doing something we've done several times is we're doing a lesson learned from what not to do from something that our esteemed and presidential huge president, Mr. Donald Trump, (laughs) has done. In this case, for some reason, after holding out and not talking about him or mentioning him or saying anything about it, he suddenly near the end decided to somehow support the candidacy of, and i got to tell you, I mean, I think the person rejoicing the most in this whole thing is Hillary Clinton because finally, we have finally (laughs) discovered a candidate worse than Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Nobody thought it was possible. I mean, here's an election that is unlosable. A Republican in Alabama. You cannot lose. I think the registration, I think there's five to one registered Republicans in Alabama. (laughs) It is absolutely unlosable, and yet this guy managed. And it's not even like that he was like dating 16-year-old girls and, and couldn't even lie his way straight about it. He also had to come out and say all kinds of other ridiculous things like, I think gays should all be locked up and who knows what else. I mean, like I said, I just could not pay attention to this guy. But i got to tell you, everyone is talking about this guy, and I haven't heard people talking for the last week about what a horribly miserable person and candidate Hillary Clinton is. Like, she gets a break. Because well, this guy is just ridiculous. And then Donald Trump comes out and somehow thinks it's the, it's a smart thing to do to say, yeah, I support this guy. What? Not even, not only support him, he actually did a phone call for him. So they had a robocall where Trump recorded an unendorsement message, and, and they were robocalling Alabamans for it, which is, uh, you know, I, I mean, what? Really? That, that, first, I can't believe that the party in Alabama wanted to run this guy over some reasonable candidates. They had some reasonable candidates who would have won. Because like you said, for Republicans, Alabama is nigh on unlosable. It's like damn near impossible to lose. Well, that was one of the points when Donald Trump took the Alabama senator and put him in his cabinet. It was like, don't worry. Obviously, he's going to be replaced by another Republican, no problem. At which they temporarily threw somebody in there, but now that the election comes, again, it was unlosable until you have, I mean, the guy just piled on himself. I mean, he he committed unforced error after unforced error coming out being ridiculous. And then even after he lost, he comes out and he can't even say, okay, I lost. He has to come out and go, well, you know, God hasn't told me I lost yet. So I'm waiting for God's word to tell us that the election's over. So I'm not, like, Every single, everybody came out and was like, dude, it's over. Move on. You lost. You're despicable. You're ridic- you make Hillary Clinton look like the world's greatest candidate. <laughs> it's hard to find somebody worse than Hillary, too. I it's impossible. I would have I said it's impossible. I would have said in my <laughs> lifetime we will never see a, I mean, this, Hillary, this person lost to a complete, 
unknown community organizer, the most radical, inexperienced, has never run anything in his life, socialist character who's just going to drag the country into the mud for eight years. She somehow lost to that guy. Then another guy with even less experience, an even more ridiculous human being comes up, and she loses to that guy. I would have to think that if Hillary Clinton was the Democratic candidate against Roy Moore, now that is something I would like to see. Oh, my goodness. I'll bet she could have lost to Roy Moore. (laughs) I don't know. It would have been close. But in Alabama, she definitely would have. Alabama skews so radically Republican. Yeah, uh, I guess you're right. So so even though as horrible as this guy was, I guess Hillary still retains the title of the single worst (laughs) politician (laughs) and candidate of all time. So, However, right. the news Let's this week uh, is not, again, it's the lessons learned from Donald Trump. So it's not just right. that this ridiculous guy somehow lost this unlosable election. It's that Donald Trump somehow decided to back the guy. Right. And that's what I wanted to talk about, was that Trump, for all of his good and bad tendencies and all of his outrageousness, the one thing you got to give him is he is loyal to a fault, literally to a fault. But here's the problem. In politics and in business, you can't be loyal to a fault. Well, you You can't can't do anything to a fault. Exactly. You want to be loyal to your customers. You want to be loyal to your vendors. You want to be loyal to your employees. But if an employee is screwing up, you fire them. If a customer is... You know, I'm going to check that because you're exactly right. I'm going to say the thing you need to be loyal to is your principles, not to people, not to causes, not to outside things. You do need to be 100% loyal to your own principles, to doing what you believe is the right thing to do, and that's what you're saying. Trump is having a hard time. In this case, he he just couldn't do it. He couldn't stay true to doing the right thing because he was overcome with some loyalty to a person no matter how despicably ridiculous the person is. Right. To a party and to the person because the person wanted to back his policies. So Moore would have backed Trump's policies. So Donald Trump was loyal to the party. God, it's a Republican. We want to have a Republican win. And he was loyal to the person. And the guy ended up losing. Now, is it earth-shattering for Donald Trump's presidency? Well... It does lose him a seat in the Senate, which is a big deal. But it also takes a little bit of cachet away from Trump. It's a little chink in the armor. It's not a massive problem to him personally, but it it is a chink in the armor. He endorsed a candidate that lost in a state that was thought to be unlosable for the party. Well, and I haven't, I don't remember exactly, but I saw some news report that said the last three candidates that Donald Trump has backed have all lost. Right. Well, see, so now I'm not aware of that, but if that's the case, so see, now what, what we've got to do is we've got to be loyal. Well, I think we just mentioned the other two of them were in Alabama because he did not back Roy Moore in the primary, so the guy he backed lost, and now he backed Roy Moore and he lost, and there was one other state, or, oh, I remember, it wasn't it Virginia? Yeah, it was Virginia. I forget what was going on, but there was some kind of election in Virginia that Trump, the Republican, lost. So that's three in a row. So now the, the, the person he originally, and I forget his name, for, so forgive me, dear listener, but the person he originally backed in Alabama was the McConnell candidate, wasn't he? Yeah, I so think his name was, was somebody strange, was, which is hilarious yeah, in itself. So it was somebody who was not in line with Trump's ideas and not in line with what he thought, but he backed him out of loyalty to the party. 
Like, right. Well, not loyal to the Trump. party, loyal to the person. It, it was it was a primary. He would have been loyal to the party to back either person. But I, I remember someone asking, why did you possibly back this guy when he's pro-establishment against your policies? And his answer was the similar thing we're talking about here was loyalty. He was like, well, he backed me in November. So I figured uh-huh. I'd come down here and do a speech in favor of him. And they're like, yeah, but he's not. You're, he, that's, you're making a mistake. He's not on your yeah, side. He's, yeah, and Trump, like you said, he's loyal to a fault, and here's another fault. And he was like, yeah, I know the guy's not really in favor of my policies, but he campaigned for me, and I'm loyal, so I came down and campaigned for him. Like, what? So here, here's what you've got to remember for the listener. And this is a serious and important issue in business, and, and small business owners, particularly quite very small business owners, so family-owned businesses, businesses with less than 20 employees, they're really bad about this. So if that's the kind of business you're running, if you're running a small local business, listen to this carefully because it's dead important. I made the mistake. I know Steve has made the mistake. We've, we've all done it. So listen and learn from our experience. Your vendors are not there to help you. They're there to sell stuff to you. You can't be overly loyal to your vendors or you will start paying too much for your material. Your employees are not there to help build your business. They're there to get a paycheck so that they can live their lives. It's not their business. They shouldn't care about it like you should care about it, and they should be considered what's best for them. Now, hopefully we think, hopefully we hire the right people. Hopefully we know that what's best. They understand that what's best for them as far as their employment is time to the long-term viability of the business. But unfortunately, most people are not that. They, they don't look at their lives in that kind of long-term view. Otherwise, the savings rate. In America no, of course they don't. And I'll add to that by so, saying in this day and age, it's, it's practically the age of the whistleblower. And you're seeing it in the sexual harassment thing. You see it all over the place. There are constantly employees that are doing what they believe is right for themselves, and it's damaging right. the company they work for, and it's making your point exactly. So, exactly. A, so. a woman employee of XYZ company, uh, film company in Hollywood, is not saying, oh, maybe she was for years, saying, I won't come out and say this guy is sexually harassing me because then I'll get fired, I'll get blackballed, it'll be bad for the company, I'm going to be a loyal employee and be a good employee and keep my mouth shut. Those gloves are off. Those days are gone. Right. Like, so, like, and hopefully in our, fact, it's almost the opposite. Now they're not. like, I'm going to bring this whole thing down. Boom. And so don't right. think well, that isn't possible in your small business that someone is out there. And haven't we all experienced If you've had any number of employees, unfortunately, it's likely you've experienced some rogue behavior. Some people well, doing things are, smoking when they're not supposed to be walking into the household stinking of smoke, you know, mm-hmm. showing up late to the job, you know, coming in with a hangover over, you know, leaving a couple of things not actually done perfectly on the job when they know they should have done them well and they figure no one will see it, it's up here on the roof or whatever. You know, like, there's been sabotage by employees, unfortunately, it's a very small percentage, but it only takes a small percentage to make a big difference. So your point is exactly 100% extremely important. Understand the employees are not thinking when they wake up every morning like we are, hey, what can I do today to better the company? That's not what keeps them awake at night. Well, and and the other thing, just from another point, a, a mistake I made several times before I learned, is business owners hire friends with the expectation. 
expectation that, you know, they hire the friend, and now the friend thinks that since we're friends, I can do whatever the fuck I want, and I'm not going to be held to any accountability, when their thought process should be, I'm the business owner's friend, so I have got to work twice as hard. As yeah, friend or relative, same thing. I'm the son yeah, of the exactly. owner. Therefore, sometimes they're like, I've been consulted the company, been called in more than once to help solve the problem of, man, I'm losing all my 14 guys because I hired my nephew, and he's a lazy slacker, and now the other 14 guys won't show up, they won't work, they don't have respect me. I'm like, well, we know what needs to be done, but clearly you're too spineless to do it, or afraid of your brother, or whatever. Like, guess what? I'm calling that guy into my office, and he's gone, period, end of story, now pay me my money. But I will say, in my experience, as we're telling stories, I'll tell you that from hiring salespeople, of which I have interviewed, hired, trained, and managed thousands of them, this happens a lot in sales. Don't think that people that are doing sales for you are always thinking what's best for the company. I mean, that's probably where it's the prime area Mm -hmm. of abuse. They're over-promising they're making all kinds of ridiculous statements that they know they shouldn't be saying and things that can't be done because they, they need to make that sale. And they're not right. thinking of the long-term good of the company. They're thinking, I need to make this sale right now, and I'm going to say whatever i got to say. Exactly. Exactly. So we got vendors, we got employees, and customers. Now, customers are there for their own good. They're doing business with you for their own good. They should be doing business with you for their own good. But if you have an abusive customer or a customer that takes up too much time, don't be loyal to the customer over the good of your business. Tell the customer politely but firmly that they can't work with you anymore and suggest some alternatives that might be better for them. Suggest some of your competition that might work better for them. But you don't want to have a situation where you have a customer that takes up too much time and you, out of undue loyalty to the customer, end up losing money trying to help the customer. So you've got to keep yourself in the front. Like you said, I think you said it perfectly, Steve. You have got to be loyal to your convictions, not loyal to individuals. And that's the lesson learned from Donald Trump. And today's episode started out on a light note. I couldn't even contain myself with laughter just even thinking about this creepy Alabama guy who somehow lost the unlosable election and made Hillary Clinton look like the world's smartest candidate who made all the right moves. But it ends up on an extremely serious note and in fact it doesn't end up because as you know dear listener or if you don't and you're new every week we not only give you this basic tip but we give you a bonus extra advanced tip and for that all you do is go to lessonslearnedfromdonaldtrump.com and you can see how to get the advanced tip of the week and this week it's of tremendous importance because we don't want to see you making the same mistake that first of all Everett and I have both admitted we've made and you just saw it laid out for all the world to see that our esteemed presidential president, Mr. President Donald Trump, just made a big mistake, and business owners should not be doing that. And as a listener to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, not only from the basic tip, but absolutely go to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com, get the advanced tip, and then don't make the same mistake. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time, unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.